Oh, excuse me. All right, ready to hit that intro music? I am. Are you recording? I am now. <laughs> All right, then here we go. Welcome back to Dad's Meat World, your weekly deep dive into that classic show, Boy Meets World. I am Dad number one this week, Tyler. And I'm Dad number two this week, Brett. Hola. Yes. Como esta? Eh, bien, gracias. ¿Y tú? Ah, muy grande. <laughs> muy grande. Eh, gigante. Ooh, ay, ay, ay. That's so, uh, I can't remember what, what that was, but I did that in high school at one point and someone called me out on it and I went, you know what? That's just always going to be my bit. Just always <laughs> just muy grande. Just uh, Tu español es no muy bueno. Yes, not very good at all. <laughs> so anywho, uh, <laughs> we got, uh, special guests later on that we're going to get to because uh, anytime we're discussing Corey's real love life, we got to bring on t- our two very special guests, but uh, after oh, yes. last time they were on, they were kind of complaining, just just smidge, just smidge. <laughs> and uh, so as long as we're not able to see each other face to face, they they prefer to only have so much time with us. So eventually we'll get to them and their thoughts. Yes. But uh, apparently Brett, we're we're only uh, good in small digestible bites. Yes. And apparently <laughs> it's much easier if we just ask them. Tell us what you think about this. Tell us what you think about this. <laughs> but uh, Brett, other than that, how are you? I'm doing okay. It's busy season here for the day jobs. So I'm doing a lot of video editing, a lot of, uh, well, a lot of video editing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's see what, what happened. That's pretty much it. Oh, uh, and... This is the final week of school for all three kids. So uh, as we record, there is half a day left for Abby and a day and a half left for Toby and Asher. And Toby will be graduating eighth grade, moving up to freshman year. Asher stays in elementary school, so we're getting all that stuff uh, squared away. And I get to go sit in on an eighth grade graduation and... Abby uh, just got back a little bit ago from playing in the commencement band for her high school. They had about a hundred per a hundred uh, students graduate, and uh, she was absolutely floored to find out that when Kelly graduated, she had about five hundred graduate when she that she had to sit through, and it, it took her a moment to shake off that shock. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. What about you, Tyler? How are things going over there in, in Volkville? Well, in Volkville, we got about two more weeks of school left. So we have next week, uh, it's just four days. And then the week after that, they have three days and like one day where they go for like an hour and then they get out. So <laughs> amazing call that the last day of school, but. Yeah, well, we're just wrapping up that first uh, that kindergarten year. Mm-hmm. So, actually, uh, did fun day uh, was a couple of weeks ago now, and just 
getting to be silly with a bunch of kids and I was told, hey, here are sponges. Have them get each other wet. And I went, so you don't care what happens here, right? <laughs> and the woman in charge is my former babysitter. She goes, yeah, I don't care. Just as long as they walk away wet. And I said, okay, I can do that. I can work with that. <laughs> so there's just a point where I would soak up a bunch of sponges and I'd start, you know, just I'd hold them in my hand and I'd start flinging my hands all over the place and be like, my sponge is malfunctioning. I got to fix it. Something's wrong with my sponge. And, you know, have kids screaming because crazy man. It's just crazy man with the sponges is coming. Yeah. I will say uh, during the time period when my son was in, his group got so worked up that I had to end them early. And I went, you all need to go and just sit you're all already <laughs> soaked and it went into chaos way too quickly just everyone needs to go sit and just breathe <laughs> but yeah that's the fun of you know being a dad is just to go hey you don't put any parameters on me i will will use uh okay. all of the force exactly. i can to make this fun <laughs> if there's no so. guardrails then you gotta make your own Exactly. So anyway, good looking people. This week we are looking at episode 215, 15th episode of season two. Breaking up is really, really hard to do. Wherein Corey asks Wendy out on a date and now she won't leave him alone. Meanwhile, Eric is banned from dating until his grades pick up and Feeney and Turner play racquetball. This episode was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Buskang, directed by Jeff McCracken, originally aired January 27th, 1995, currently enjoys an IMDb rating of 8.1, and we're going to play everyone's new favorite game show, Tyler, Guess That Nielsen Rating. Now, in millions, how many million viewers tuned in to this episode when it first aired. Let's go with 19.7. Very close. 20.9. Going by Price is Right rules, you still win. I I will say, I <laughs> for whatever reason, I am going like Price is Right in my head because I'm like, I think it's around the 20s. I need to go under the 20s. <laughs> Da-da-da-da. Da, 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 da. We, we were joking uh, before Henry's last appointment. We're like, all right, everyone tell us what your weight is as we're driving in the car. And Grayson gets his weight, and it's ridiculous. And Sarah gets her, and I go, you know what? I'm going to go with the weight you said, plus one ounce. She goes, you can't do that. I'm like, hey, unless you got it right on. $100 and one cent. <laughs> Yeah, I will say every now and then, I've, I've randomly caught it over the years, but I have noticed that people will do now, like, the number, and then someone do that number plus one, and then someone's mm. done, like, the number plus two, and I've even seen, like, plus three, and I'm like, what is this nonsense, people? <laughs> All right, so, Tyler, lead us in. So we start off at Shelby's, right? <laughs> 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 and Corey's reading an invitation to a couple's party. Now, Brett, I will I have to say right off the bat, <laughs> as an adult, I've been invited to a couple's party, you know. Yeah. Um 
I don't think in high school I was ever invited to a couple's party. I've been invited to birthday parties, fires that I know that couples, you know, plan together, but it wasn't like a quote unquote couples party. Yeah, it wasn't something that was big in my area. I thinking back, I can't recall any couples parties or dinner parties that were in that age bracket when I was in middle school or high school. But uh yeah, so Corey is really really uh stressed about trying to find a, a date because it's not just a date, he's got to be part of a couple. Yep. Well, and it's just funny cuz Corey's complaining about it and we go to Sean and he's making out with a girl we've never met before and after the <laughs> scene we'll never see again. Of course. Uh, which is this is not the first or last time we're going to see this. Oh, no. She's probably <laughs> one of those names in his little black book. What? Yes. She's oh, probably yes. in the little black book. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, Corey's complaining about it. Sean stops making out with this girl. And he just goes, hey, why don't you go ask out Wendy? You have a crush on her. Go ask her out. Yes. He does say that. There's Wendy. You know her. You like her. Ask her to be your girlfriend. Just for the party? That's not right. It is right. You're supposed to do that. You're thinking too much. Do what I do. Don't think. I like at the beginning here that we have two very, very different opinions. Corey believes that it's not right to ask Wendy to be his girlfriend just to go to the party. Sean, on the mean, on the, on the other hand, is, says, you're supposed to do that. That's just go do it. <laughs> Well, that's the dichotomy, though, of these two characters. Mm -hmm. One is I do without thinking, and the other is no, I overthink, and then eventually uh, something will happen. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before, that Wendy and him could be a cute couple. It's just a matter of Corey actually asking her out. Yeah, so and we saw Wendy way back in episode two this season back up and, and pairing off. So it's not like, you know, this isn't a, this new character out of the blue that we've we've never seen before. It's just, you know, this, this is, I, I believe I remember back in pairing off mentioning that it'd be good to see revisiting Wendy. Um so, yeah, we're going to get to see Wendy revisited here this week. When he initially goes up to talk to her, you know, she's like, um, you're interested in going to a couple's party with me? And he goes, well, yeah. And she's like, um, I just think you want a date. He goes, no, no, I actually want to be with you. She goes, so you want to be a couple? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it just turns on a dime. <laughs> it does. I. And I'll just say, I think, you know, someone makes a comment earlier about girls maturing quicker and everything. But I just have to say that I remember as a teenager and just, you know, it's like you just when you are young, you just kind of agree to whatever stipulations the girl wants to define it as. Because I remember just like. Sure, if that's what you believe or think, sure, I'll go with it. I don't care. I just want a girlfriend. Just so, smile and nod. <laughs> what? Just smile and nod. Yes. Essentially, that's almost what he does. And Corey just kind of agrees to calling themselves a couple and is also kind of excited about it. 
he is. He walks back over to Sean and... Hey, look at me. I'm a couple. <laughs> We've we've almost moved past that I'm couple boy, but he's still posing, so <laughs> Yeah, but at least he doesn't say the boy part. I'm couple boy. That'd be a bridge a bridge too far. <laughs> yes. Uh yes. But uh we then go to the Matthews household and we got into <laughs> Eric's storyline of the week. Eric, you can't rely on your looks to get you through life. But all I want to be is a weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's grades are down. And he's got to get him back up before he can go out on any more dates. Don't take away my girl! <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a fair, it is a fair situation that Amy and Alan are putting him through. Uh, it's, yeah. it's you, you aren't getting the grades that you need to in school. You obviously need to, your focus is clearly somewhere else. So we're going to redirect your focus so that you can put it where it needs to to get your grades back up. Mm-hmm. And so Eric is an interesting character at this point in the series because he's not dumb Eric yet. He's still kind of, uh, you know, I wouldn't label him valedictorian Eric yet. I, I think you mean free-spirited Eric. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll call him free-spirit Eric. He's not, he's not dances with squirrels yet. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Plays with squirrels. Um, <laughs> I, I like I like that time period being called dances with squirrels. That makes sense. Uh, but he is he's still in that frame where he's a fairly typical student, and mm-hmm. so, but he's also very clearly enamored with girls, and his attention is very clearly on the girls. Now, with our kids, we have. A middle schooler who's about to go into high school. We have a high schooler who is a sophomore about to become a junior. And we also That's have... not real. <laughs> oh, it's I very, call fake news. It's very real, I assure you. Uh, and we have a third grader who's about to go into fourth grade. And especially with the older two, we have been very clear with them that we are not worried about their grades as much as we are worried about them showing that they understand material and that they're giving their best effort, that they're doing the work that they need to. And if that means that they go into a test and they only get a 60%, but they they studied for it, that they put in the work to try and understand the concepts, then we're fine with that. If that means that they go in and they bomb because they didn't study, we're not happy with that. And so... And so... I, I choose to see this as Alan and Amy pairing the same way. I, I don't I don't necessarily believe that Alan and Amy are expecting Eric to be a straight A student, but mm-hmm. clearly his grades are a little too far towards the back end of the alphabet for as intelligent as he is. Because throughout the series, he is depicted as being smarter than he lets on. Right. And he is depicted as being, especially when we get into season three and four that he misses out on opportunities because he slacked off. So, with all that diatribe said there, I'm with Alan and Amy. He's a little too close to the end of the alphabet, and until he gets closer to the front, no more dates. (laughs) Well, and it's also to be taken into play of, from what this show shows us, 
Eric is not involved in a bunch of clubs and activities. He's not mm-hmm. involved in any sports besides getting together with some buddies. So what does he do all day? Yeah. Well, his only real interest that we know about is girls. So if that's literally his only focus, then it makes sense for that being the only thing that could be taken away from him to make him understand. Yeah. Because, you know, he might play basketball with Jason, but other than that, it's girls. Girls, car, that's it. (laughs) Which, yeah, that's... All right, fine. I'm going to take a quick moment to do a small soapbox of it's like in high school they didn't think that either sean or Corey or even really topanga or eric had any other interest besides just hanging out like (laughs) even the most chilled people in school were still doing stuff like people could still be involved with different activities and sports like Mm -hmm. You know, the amount of people that would just do one sport or do two sports and then hang out for other seasons or not do any sports, but they'd go work like there's so much time on your hands to be doing other things. And we get episodes of like one time they're doing an internship or <laughs> one time they're doing this job, but like played basketball for one episode. <laughs> right. And, I mean, again, as we all know, and everyone say it with us. Episode, episode has to episode. episode. But it's just that slight annoyance of, okay, well, Eric has to do other things besides just hang out with Jason and a few other friends and pursue girls. Like, he has to. Mm-hmm. He can't spend his whole time, every single day, just constantly pursuing after these girls. Yep. I mean, I can see a high schooler, a high school boy getting really distracted because he has a girlfriend and all he does is spend time with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But... To just only be constantly distracted by a bunch of other girls seems a little antiquated. Shallow. Yeah. Regressive, shallow. And I, again, I have to mention this now, but it's so sly when Amy says, Oh, Alan, how could you do this to To my my baby? baby. Well, it's your idea. <laughs> the just look, that look that <laughs> Eric gives to Amy, <laughs> and she's just smirking. It's it's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that does pull into play of almost a stereotypical, you know, mom's trying to defend her poor, helpless child, and dad's being real mean. It's like, no, no, we agreed about this ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Although you're making me the bad guy, so now I'm going to call you out on it. That's right. (laughs) But uh, we get back to Corey because he's back in school. And uh, Wendy, uh, we're seeing some red flags. Yeah, just a few. (laughs) Just uh, not necessarily anything bad, but just a little like direct a little too firm a little too intense for middle school intense would be a good way to put it she's very future focused wanting to know i mean we're we're in i mean this episode aired at the end of january so we're assuming that we're in january in boy meets world world and she's already asking him what they're doing for the summer you know we're we're talking five months away and they've only been dating for you know, maybe three days, three days at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. If you give or take that, they get the invite a day or two 
before the party because this is the way the world works in this show is that you get an invitation and three days later you're at the party With so dream filters and yeah, wind so tunnels. at most we're looking at four maybe five days of dating yes at most which is not a bad amount of time for yeah. a middle school relationship to mm-hmm. break up or you know give another week and mm-hmm. we'll naturally they'll stop dating each other but this is high school <laughs> High school, my boy. Oh, I, I my do. Son. I do love how the interaction ends, and the thing that creeps out Corey the most was he goes, uh, "Are you missing something?" And he looks down his pants to make sure his fly <laughs> isn't open. And she just responds with "kiss, kiss," <laughs> and he just very confusingly walks over to her, gives her a kiss on the cheek, and then. It, there, tries to get away from her very quickly. You don't need any better picture of just how far apart they are in this relationship than that moment. She's expecting mm-hmm. this th- this kiss kiss, and he's thinking almost as like the the nagging mom, like, oh, the, the my fly's mm-hmm. open. <laughs> yeah, a real awkwardness to that. Um but then we have this nice little interaction with Turner and Feeney um, <laughs> and talking about, uh, what is it, racquetball, I believe? Racquetball versus squash, yes. Yes, because Feeney used to play squash back in the day, and Turner's like, oh, I think those two are things are very similar. So they're like, yeah, let's get together and play sometime. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I, I kind of... I have a hard time really choosing who to feel sorry for and who to really lay the blame on as starting this this little, not really a fight, but this little aggressive moment here. Because Feeney's talking about squash, and Turner's like, oh, well, that's, that's great, George, but what's it have to do with racquetball? And, you know, they start talking back and forth, and it, it, it almost seems like George is, I mean, George... Clearly, Feeney is setting Turner up. Feeney intends, and and once once Turner starts jumping in on the on the age jokes, Feeney decides he's going to lay his trap and and take him for all he's worth. But but yeah, it's 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 fun. It's another more continuance of their their special friendship. <laughs> well, I was going to say like I okay. Let's be real for a moment. <laughs> Feeney was always going to see if he would take the bait. Oh, yes. But it doesn't mean that him <laughs> saying those words probably didn't annoy him and potentially frustrate him, you know? Oh, I'm sure. Especially with the jab about, do you think there's room on the court for my res- for my uh, my respirator? <laughs> and for, for Jonathan <laughs> to laugh along yeah, with it, I, uh, I mean, yeah, that, that I, just sealed it. <laughs> It's this is just the playfulness of their relationship that I really enjoy and kind of does go in that back and forth of, oh, well, clearly, you know, yeah, we could pl-. like Turner's thing like, oh, yeah, we'll just go out and we'll hit the ball back and forth. Like, it'll be a nice little thing. Mm-hmm. So he thinks he's going to teach it, George how to adapt to it. <laughs> but OK, if you and I were going to go out to somewhere and compete, would I not make jokes about you being old and not being able to compete? keep up with oh, me and totally. everything and you would try to tell me oh you're just inexperienced you know all those things like it's just i think it's just part of having a relationship with another guy of being competitive is, and yes. as we know feeney <laughs> likes a good scam and has no problem 
showing his dominance. He does. <laughs> what a chump. <laughs> what a chump. Yep. Yep. And I, if I were in George's shoes, I'd, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But then we get to one of the most interesting scenes in the whole episode, Brett. That's Eric's at his locker. <laughs> yes, he is. And he's visited by a lovely young lass who needs some help with her hot tub. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like the girl's network knows when someone's unavailable to date, and that's when the real temptation comes. It does, and her parents are out of town, and she can't get the temperature up. Oh! <laughs> uh, I, I, I give it yeah. I, I credit to Eric. He's not gonna he's not gonna try and sneak out against Alan and Amy's wishes. He he tells her, "If you ever have any feelings for me, go home, get ugly." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, and she walks away saying that she'll go find another boy. And he immediately starts bashing his head against the locker. And Jason shows up with probably one of the best lines he's ever given. He does. Lockerhead man, I heard your signal and came as quickly as I could. Oh, yeah. And this is, I will also say, like, this is, again, getting more of that small doses of Jason is the best version of Jason. They are. Because in the first episode we had him, he was in like the whole episode almost. And it was like, it's too much. But like, essentially Jason coming in, messing with Eric a little bit, giving him small little things for him to do. This is perfection. (laughs) It really is. So, and also just allowing the two of them to play on their natural chemistry. But, uh, we get to a very, very uncomfortable part of the episode, Brett. Yeah. Now, now is, is the uncomfortable part you're thinking this? I mean, the more I try to study, the more I think about girls. Look at this. History, perfect example. Look at this. Queen Victoria. Catherine the Great, Madame Curie. Are they yummy or what? <laughs> yummy. Oh, and who is this raven-haired beauty? That's Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Stop that, you're scaring me. Or are you thinking more along the lines of Jason's solution? <laughs> it's the second one. I mean, <laughs> the first part is just weirdness, yes. Yeah. But the second part of meeting Dominique, uh, either the woman that runs the salon or the woman that just does shampoo, either way, it creeps me out as a grown man. Yes, it does. And before we go any further for Dominique, let, let's give some some credit to Dominique's actress, uh, played by Musetta Vander. Uh, throwing a little accent in there because I'm not sure uh, on pronunciation there. But uh, Musetta, if you ever hear this, love to have you on the show. <laughs> Where you can talk about your creepy interactions with a high school student. <laughs> your character's creepy interactions, not yours. Uh, it's first and only time we'll see her on Boy Meets World. 84 cre- acting credits on her resume. Uh, she showed up in shows like Murder, She Wrote, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Star Trek Voyager, Xena, Warrior Princess, uh, movies like Oh Brother, Where, Out Th- Where Art Thou, uh, Frasier, NCIS, and a lot more. So well-traveled, a uh, lot of range to her talents. But yes, here in this episode... Very, very not good. No, not good. And I will say that 
her character is hilarious. The as a kid, whenever I watched this, I thought this was so funny because it was so <laughs> ridiculous and just her it, like the interactions with them. Like it's 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 not weird because of the the actors and what they're doing. Everyone's doing the best they possibly can. Mm-hmm. It is literally just a high school boy who is consistently now trying to go and get his haircut, quote unquote, and a head a hair wash from a grown woman. Mm-hmm. And she is uncomfortably the character again <laughs> is too into it. Uh yes. It's now again, I think it's hilarious. But yes. As as a viewer, it is yes. Very amusing. As a parent, it would be downright, um, let's get some police in here because I do not find this one bit amusing that my child is in this situation. As a fictional character, I find it quite hilarious. (laughs) Right. For just being a TV character, fine. My actual child, problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it does lead to some very fun things. Like when he's... When Jason is setting up the solution of here's here's your solution to not being able to date. So if I was starving, would you buy me pants? And when he fi- when Eric finally meets Dominique, I would marry her. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, you know, but but yes, uh, I'm I'm right there with you. Dominique is not in the real world. Dominique would be very much a predator and would be someone to stay very far away from. Again, it's just a TV show. Yes. Episode is definitely episoding big time. <laughs> yeah. Um, we get a nice transition, though, back into the school. And now we're in the cafeteria. And uh, there's a young lady coming up to Corey asking for help in English. Oh, yes. Corey's not even good in English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's had like one or two good episodes where English is a decent epi- uh, strong point for him. So. <laughs> well, and it's just funny because he's like, man, these girls must be having a real hard time with English. And Sean's just like, are you dumb? Like, you're <laughs> off the market. So now you're interesting. Mm-hmm. They want you. They can't have you. <laughs> right. And it's that strange Sean is wise because he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to speak too off cuddler, but like. I remember in high school when girls would be more interested in me and more willing to talk to me because I had a girlfriend. <laughs> and remember several times I was talking to a girl or had a friend and they'd be like, I wish you weren't with the girl you're with right now. And it's like, well, I am. It's like, I know, but I wish you weren't. And did they ever talk to me like that whenever I didn't have a girlfriend, Brett? No, well, of course not. And you know why? Because high school's the worst. Yeah, that's right. And you weren't the forbidden fruit any longer. <laughs> that's true. Girls mature well, faster, trying to encourage my. Brett to break up with... Or Brett. Sean <laughs> is trying to encourage Corey to break up with uh, Wendy because clearly they've been dating for way too long. It's been a week already. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, that... Sean is not wrong in the sense that most 
middle school relationships, not high school, middle school, last only a week or two at most. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get the random together for all of middle school. Not often, not all the time, but for the most part, they're quick, you know. The vast majority definitely do not last very long. So Sean is not off his rocker at all. Right. But, you know, I do think that Sean should take into account of the type of girl that Wendy is. And Sean assumes that all girls are the same. And that's part of his folly. And and Sean really has this opinion that Wendy's expecting it. That she's right. waiting for it. And wants it even more than Corey does. <laughs> yes. I'll say that buying someone tube socks is not a good indicator of wanting to break up. <laughs> a lovely parting gift. <laughs> yes. But... Uh... We get to poems that are being read, and Turner starts reading them. And I oh, really yes. hope you had the welfare one. I clip do because I it clipped is Sean's spectacular. Oh yes, let's let's listen to Sean's poem. Okay, the first one up is Sean Hunter. His poem is called "Welfare." <laughs> okay. You want me to read this out loud, or just forward it to the guidance counselor? Read it. It's some of my best work. Okay, everybody. Buckle up. (laughs) My Uncle Ralph, he does not care, because twice a month he gets welfare. (laughs) My Uncle Chuck has nylon hair. He bought the rug with his welfare. (laughs) Old Corvair, long nose hair, (laughs) electric chair. That's a very colorful family you got there, Sean. I didn't use their real names. That's okay, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the less I know, the better. Sean's got away with words. He does. And uh, <laughs> all of it rhymes. It does. So uh, he's taking l- life and using it in his art. And, you know, he's not wrong. This is probably his best work so far. <laughs> it is. And I don't know the specific parameters of the assignment, but it's it sounds like it's real life experience. It's uh, it. it fits the guidelines of a of a standard rhyming and fairly metered poem. I would say Sean earned a pretty high grade on this assignment. Yeah. <laughs> I I think he did good. I just it's I think it's just one of those classic boy meets worldisms that just <laughs> helps sum up a character so well. Yeah, Sean's got a rough ba- uh, background. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's but just colorful. also peeling back a, a little bit more of who Sean is. Very colorful. Um, <laughs> yes. And then we get to Wendy's. At the same time, Corey's trying to pass a note to her to break up with her. Yes. <laughs> and Turner starts reading this poem. It's literally called, Leave, Leave Me, me and, and I'll, I'll die. die. I've got that one, too. Our love is a flower that blooms in the sun. Our love runs deeper than deep rivers run. Our love is so strong that it makes me cry. Leave me and I'll die. I will die, die, die. That's a pretty intense seventh grader. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this one should also be forwarded to the guidance counselor even more intensely. Than- yeah, that that one would definitely be the first one fast track to the guidance counselor ahead of Sean's. Um, <laughs> I mean, that, that's a pretty telling poem there. It is, and... Uh, we'll get to it later, but you should never, ever uh, be with anybody 
especially if they're threatening to hurt themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to have enough respect for yourself to make sure that you're doing what you feel you need to do in a relationship. And that includes yeah. leaving a relationship when you know you need to. Yeah. I mean, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's heavy, but I mean, right, right along with that, you know, we, we talk about middle school relationships and, you know, Boy Meets World is, is about relationships throughout the entire seven year run. But here in seventh grade, Corey has entered into a relationship where on his end it was, let's go to this party together. And, oh, okay, you know, fine. We'll just continue being a couple. But here he's discovering that Wendy has so much more in mind. And this is not a healthy mindset. No. And to find oneself in a relationship where mental health, emotional health, and stability is completely dependent upon someone else. That's never a good thing. And so, yeah, I mean, you'll probably, you're going to hear it sprinkled in our episode here too, but I mean, if, if you find yourself in that type of a situation, good looking people, that's that's not a, a good thing. That's a, a very big red flag and something mm-hmm. that you should seek to avoid. Uh, it's it's not something that should be endearing. It's something that you should watch out for. And something that Corey really should, granted at seventh grade, he's not all that well-versed in the ways of the world and the ways of the heart, but something that he mm-hmm. should handle with a lot more grace and tact mm-hmm. than he is able to. Well, and Corey, he seems to see red flags, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know what to do about that. He doesn't. Yeah. And I, I don't fault him for not dealing with them better than he does, because like I said, he doesn't have the experience. This is his first real long-term relationship like you brought up. I mean, this is... The, we haven't seen anything go on with him for longer than this. And so right. clearly this is the most invested girl he's ever been with. And so he doesn't have the experience to figure out how to do anything. Now, granted, he could talk to Alan. He could talk to Eric. Might not get the best advice there, but there are people he could talk to, but... He is a seventh grader, and he doesn't always remember how to get the best advice. Yeah. Well, and we probably need to keep moving, but Corey and uh, Wendy end up having a conversation because Wendy's upset because Corey says, hey, in a note, I think we should break up. <laughs> so Corey yeah. then tries to make up for it and uh, say, no, we should, should not. not. We should not break up. And how does she... Yeah, girls mature faster. Okay, sure, I'll buy that. How does she right. not buy? Uh, yeah, okay. She buys that Corey forgot to write "not" on the note. Okay. Yeah, I was just. Yeah. Uh, it's that leap in logic that a girl can make. All seventh graders lack concrete, forward, future thinking capabilities. Yes. At times, at a lot of times. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry if you're in middle school, good-looking people. It's a part of the brain's development. <laughs> it will lead you to some very interesting situations in your life if you're in middle school right now. <laughs> yes. 
But uh, yeah, so Corey and uh, Wendy are not broken up. They're still together. <laughs> and we discover Wendy's cooking dinner. Yes, they are. <laughs> I love that running bit. Uh, yeah. Amy is super excited, super happy, probably because she's getting help in the kitchen for mm-hmm. once. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm literally thinking about when <laughs> Eric and Corey make dinner and how that's a big deal. We got him dinner. We got him dinner. Once. <laughs> yeah. But I think Amy's just excited someone's actually helping her yeah, she and not making a giant mess. She thinks it's cute that there's a girl interested in her and her son that's kind of playing house, you know. Yeah. It's adorable. Yeah. But uh, we get to the dinner table and <laughs> just... This should just be called the red flags table because so many red flags are going on. Oh, they're there. I'm on an emotional roller coaster. (laughs) Corey's just there up and down and up and down. Oh, it's just, oh, yeah. And shall we get to, to Wendy's plans for Corey? Yes, please do. Oh, yes. I hope our three kids turn out as wonderfully as yours have. (laughs) You decided on three children? Well, I'm one of three children, and Corey's one of three children. So I thought we'd keep the tradition alive. (laughs) Three kids, what do you think of that, Gramps? (laughs) Uh, Could you um, count Corey with me? Nutcase? You think? <laughs> uh, oh, Wendy, um, don't you think that um, three children on Corey's $5 a week allowance might be a little stressful during the holidays? <laughs> Mr. Matthews, we're not going to get married anytime soon. We both have a lot of growing up to do. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. Mm, let her finish. We're just going to grow up together. You want to go outside again? I think this is the point that as two dads, we can firmly say that this girl's imagination has gone too far. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I think as a parent slash adult that you have to, even if it's just to your own child, go, hey, you need to realize that this is a problem. You are just in seventh grade mm-hmm. the two of you should not be thinking past high school for a second yeah there there is a place for dreaming and a place for planning and planning a family in seventh grade is not mm-hmm. the place for it <laughs> right i mean you know I think in middle school, it's not that uncommon to think, well, maybe we will date for a little bit now, but then maybe we'll get back together in high school at some point. Maybe we'll be high school sweethearts then. And then who knows what happens? And but you you always left it with the, well, who knows what will happen? Mm-hmm. Well, what happened for many people is that you find someone else to be attractive to. And then that's the person you end up fancying. You don't go back, but some people do go back. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's complicated and everyone has to do it is best for them. <laughs> so, Indeed. but I'll say that like, um, just to take it in the real world for a second, um, 
day of, of recording, this is actually my dad's birthday. And I have to say that the last relationship before my wife, he gave me some really solid advice one day. And he just said, listen, I think the girl you're with is wonderful. But if you're going to be with her long term, you have to think about how long of a commitment you're making to this girl before you two could actually get married. And he goes, you have to realize how much time that is you're going to devote to her. And you have to ask yourself, are you willing to devote that time and then maybe end up getting married? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, interesting. Yeah. So dads have good advice out there. So, you know, listen to your fathers. And if you don't have fathers, listen to our advice because <laughs> we have that in spade. That's right. We're your pod daddies. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll get more to the this interaction because we talk about that a lot uh, with our our special guests. Um, but I just again I love the the mirage comes down very quickly for Alan, mm -hmm. and Alan tries to make it clear to Amy of like, hey, this is a problem. We need to you know you and i probably need to talk about this she goes everything's fine she's just playing house i would be the first to know <laughs> and then she's you know wendy's gone upstairs with morgan and she comes back down with a picture of amy in the wedding dress and says oh beautiful dress maybe i can wear it someday beep 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 beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> amy's finally seen the light that's that's mm -hmm. the red flag for her <laughs> Yes, uh, I will. I, I will say we did forget to mention that Eric does walk in at one point going, uh, can I get another appointment? Do you think she'll be booked tomorrow? Go ask. Um, <laughs> so clearly is invested in getting this whole haircut. Hey, guys, where you been? Hey, I can get a haircut as many as I want. <laughs> Eric is the. <laughs> Let's go. How bad is this? Uh, let me finish dinner, then I'll assess. <laughs> Sorry to catch up. I will say, I think he's missing the point of uh, what his parents were trying to get him to do as far as not going. Oh. Wasting yeah. all his time on girls. Totally. <laughs> um, I will, okay, I will say as a quick aside, you can always cut this out, but I did pay attention to Alan Matthews, and he always has something on his, his, like his fork, and he never really messed too much with his <laughs> actual plate. He does eat one thing at one time, but other than that, is always something on his fork. Mm, TV eating. So I just it's those little acting things that as I listen to more podcasts that go through TV shows, I go, oh hey, that's a little you know fun acting thing yeah, you I like, saw. You like how he kept it on his fork when he went outside with Corey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who does that? Yeah. Um, but we get to the school. And uh, Feeney and uh, Turner are talking about their game they had with Oh, Lana. yeah. I, I love this little interaction they have. Our little match didn't take it all out of you, did it? Oh, yeah. You're some piece of work, George. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I will adapt to this vastly different game. Am I standing the right way? Oh, look, another point for me. <laughs> I believe it was your idea to make a small wager on the outcome. You were old. I thought you'd lose. <laughs> And I cleaned your clock. So? Yeah. You took me. You hustled me. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jonathan, I don't shoot pool either. I, I do love the maniacal laugh as he walks away. But again, yes. Feeney likes a good scam. He does. 
He does. <laughs> so, but again, it's just building on their relationship. And I do love Turner's Feeny impression right to his face. So <laughs> I don't know how we'll adapt to this vastly different game. Oh, look, there's another point for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I like how we go to Corey and he's explaining to Sean about what happened after they left and how apparently he uh went inside the house with her and there's four generations <laughs> there's four generations in the same house uh-huh and uh yeah so they're still together things are great cory doesn't know what he's gonna do because clearly he's gonna be with the, her forever and the men don't talk they don't they don't say much at all <laughs> and we have to get as quickly as we can brett to by far one of the greatest moments <laughs> in this entire show oh yes and that is old man cory in the old man Sean. yes in in there there oh it's it's beautiful cory and his daydream think about him and wendy together for 90 years the potato anniversary how long you been married 90 years <laughs> Oh, they want Has you to take the wolves. <laughs> oh, and Sean in, in his daydream, Corey Sean is is so uh so effusive about Corey and Wendy's relationship. You've been together with a beautiful girl for ninety years. And 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 Corey is in his brain, he's put at this this situation where Sean for 90 years, every night, you've dated thousands of women. But I've been together with this one woman who gave me this this wonderful life. And, you know, Sean gets up. Yeah, and Corey's putting stuff in his his sweater the whole time, of course. The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. They want you to take the roles. <laughs> and, uh, I, but, uh, <laughs> okay, real quick. I just have to say, I just love how the... They're like, you haven't changed at all since you were in seventh grade. You're exactly who you are. And yeah. me, I've just always been with this girl. That's who I am. Yeah. And but even in Corey's mind, it, they've been together a week, him and Wendy. But in this in this this daydream he's having, Wendy sits down after Sean's gone off to chase another woman. Miss um, Locklear. Yes, Miss Locklear. <laughs> And uh, they they have their little back and forth, and she says, "Was it really that bad?" He says, "These ninety years together, you've given me, yeah, I've given, or you've given me all of these things. Is one or two or three beautiful children, your your left kidney or whatever it is, and a beautiful home." But in Corey's mind, after a week together, he's already concocted in this daydream. This entire life together, where he's actually enjoyed in his head this mm. life together with Wendy. He, he has accepted this life that she is putting down. Of mm -hmm. The only way these two are leaving each other is old age and death. Yep. And he's still wearing the socks she got him. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd recommend washing those socks, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I uh, I don't mind in, in the sense of like him just being like, hey... Being with her, it wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> but on the same token, he's settling. Mm -hmm. 
And I think he knows it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also they're in seventh grade. So you shouldn't be thinking about, you know, your life with someone 90 years in the future. And I will say, I love how this little restaurant that he has made up in his head <laughs> is literally Chubby's, <laughs> except with like a few things added. And there's a sign in the background. I, I couldn't get a clear view, but basically it says it's got the name of the restaurant. And uh, underneath there's a subtitle that basically reads where old people eat. <laughs> yep. I saw that. Yeah. Oh. I mean, you could see so much of the set deck for Chubby's. They didn't take it down for this. It's literally just they threw some things up and yeah. it's Corey's that's imagination, man. Corey's imagination. <laughs> yeah. It just makes me giggle. So, yeah. you know, he's kind of accepts it. And mm-hmm. then, of course, we get to one of the best jokes in the whole episode. <laughs> Mr. Feeney appears in the daydream. <laughs> yep. I just love how he's just like, what's in your pocket? <laughs> what? I bought these. <laughs> I bought these. <laughs> Got the prices they're charged. They're lucky we don't take the silverware. Oh, yes. <laughs> And of course, Mr. Feeney's really telling him to get to class. And my (laughs) wife is going to be so upset. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we get the chubbies Mm -hmm. and Corey is uh, explaining this very healthy hamburger that uh, he and Wendy are about to have, which is just a bun. (laughs) Because, you know, it's 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 good for him. She's worried about his health. Yeah. And uh, Corey just starts to be like, hey, it's kind of funny that... uh, you know, I just want a date for the dance, for the party. That's all I wanted. And this is where Wendy kind of stands up for herself going, I thought you were honest and clearly you are not. Mm-hmm. So I don't want something that was started based on a lie. Yeah. And uh, I mean, and full credit to her. She doesn't want to continue in a relationship that was built on a lie. And, you know, between the two of them, she actually has the conviction to say, this is done. This is this is not built on a foundation that will last. So it's over. Yep. Yeah. And she leaves as quickly as she came into his life. <laughs> yeah. But again, I, I really respect that of her of just mm-hmm. kind of, you know, this is that's not what I want. Mm hmm. And you have to be the thing that Corey did not do is speak up for himself Mm -hmm. to advocate for what he truly wanted. Now, you could argue that seventh grade boys, middle school boys in general, and even some adult boys don't know really what they want. Um, But Wendy did know what she wanted. Mm -hmm. And I I do like that that Sean tries to come up and be like, hey, let's uh, let's be bachelors together, you know, two wild and crazy yeah. guy you me tonight the was it janelli sisters or whatever they whoever they Lewinsky. are Lewinsky. <laughs> the Lewinsky twins yeah but Corey is sad he misses he misses wendy he's wearing but, the socks she got him it's, it's that maturity though of showing of why he could be ready for topanga when they're ready for each other is because he actually feels guilt and sadness and mm-hmm. you know as crazy not crazy but as red flaggy as wendy was you know she wasn't not herself yeah I and mean, she was who she said she was and 
you know, Corey actually was part of a relationship where he finally was starting to open himself up to what that entails. So he, yep. he was finally starting to realize what it is to be in a relationship. Yeah. And not just be a date here, date there, date every girl. He, mm-hmm. It's almost like he was he wanted to commit to something. Yeah. And we get to the tag <laughs> where where you see in full display of Dominique and Eric's very problematic relationship and how she convinces uh, Eric to still get a shampooing without uh, needing the haircut and all that jazz because she just desperately, desperately has to uh, wash his hair. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, and that's this. It's probably in this scene that's the most uncomfortable. Of it, really is that. Yeah, yes. I I could have done. Again, actress does a great job. She sells um, it. Yeah, Will I mean, Fidel, great job. But as a dad, this this makes me feel the ick. Yeah, yeah, definitely ick. There. <laughs> the less said about that one, the better for me. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Why don't we get into our special guests and hear what the moms had to say about our time with breaking up is really, really hard to do. Yes. Let's. It's going to be a little messy because we still got a toddler who's awake. Not toddler yet. Still baby. He's still baby. We, we got. So, so our one child is transitioning out of toddlerhood and this one is. You know, taking his good old time getting into it. You know, I keep asking him to do things like the dishes, but he just won't do it. <laughs> he's just, he's, he's stubborn. You got to work yeah. harder. So. No one's cleaned my car yet for Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought we would take this moment right now to get the mom's perspective on this episode that Brett and I have already gone through and talked about. Mom's perspective plus Henry crying every now and then. <laughs> and he's grumpy. So we thought it'd be a good time yes. to to talk about uh, some of the stuff that went on in this episode. So, gals, uh, what did you think about this episode? Your initial thoughts? And how did you feel Corey handled the whole breakup situation? Um, This is one of my favorite earlier season Boy Meets World episodes because it's very quotable. <laughs> Oh, what am I supposed to say now? You know, whatever you feel like saying, <laughs> Kelly. I feel like we have this conversation every time you're on. We're not looking for anything of you. It's just, how did the episode make you feel? What did you notice? Oh my gosh, I noticed that 16-year-olds are very interested in women. <laughs> They're very dramatic. Yes. Don't take away my girl! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on both ends. That was, oh, that was my favorite storyline, honestly, was Eric going through his problems. Okay, so getting that out of the way, um, you know, Corey has his first technically weekish long girlfriend. You know, how did you girls feel about him jumping into this relationship? How do you think he handled How do you think she handled it? What are some pros and cons? And how do you think Amy and Alan handled this? That's a lot of questions. That's exactly what I was just thinking. You just like, had a lot of questions to throw at us. Okay, well, let's... let's start with how Corey handled it. 
Not great. <laughs> Gave in to peer pressure when he wasn't ready. Right. He was really quick to like jump in with Sean, what Sean said, because, you know, Sean's the the ladies man of the two of them. So he gave into peer pressure. Yeah. And I mean, he barely knows Wendy. I mean, he knows her, but. What does he actually know? What what does he really know about her? And wasn't she the one from like a few episodes ago that he tried to. Mm hmm. Take the chubby, but he didn't even know her. Yep. Because she was the new girl. Yeah. 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 And he boldface lied right to her face. Right. <laughs> he said like, yeah. he wanted to be a couple. I want to be a couple. <laughs> okay. But technically it's not necessarily a lie. He just didn't give as much direct detail. Yeah. He wanted to be a couple, but not for necessarily with her. Right. For that night, he wanted to he be a couple. He just wanted a night, date. Yes. That's not being a couple. I agree with that. But also, do you think at 13, Corey really understands and recognizes what it means to be a couple? No, but girls mature more. So he, he should have realized he was getting in over his head like the moment she started talking more. So... Backed Kelly, out with a mayday. Kelly, as a, a mother of a 13-year-old boy, do you feel like your 13-year-old boy may fall into a similar trap as what Corey fell into? Well, first of all, Toby is now 14. Just also, to make you feel old. Toby has had a number of girlfriends that I object to. <laughs> yes. So my favorite story about Toby is he did have a longtime girlfriend but they only saw each other at church. So it technically would have been a short relationship if you add up all the days they actually got to see each other. (laughs) (laughs) But he, I know he started dating a girl. They were together for what, a week, Mm -hmm. maybe two. They broke up on Thursday and by Monday he was dating the other girl in that friend group. Right. So do you feel like, Wendy handled this relationship well? No. (laughs) Absolutely not. No. Listen, I agree with Amy that she's just a young girl playing house. And they put a big emphasis on that, you know, because it's funnier if you make her seem more crazy. But no, she didn't handle it very well because you're 13 and you're not going to find the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with at 13. And even if you do, you're not going to be ready for it. Yeah, I think they're just experimenting with relationship, though, because all they have to base that on are older siblings or their parents as their main source of what a relationship is. And I think they take from that and try to make it into what they think it should be. But I'll but tell you what. In, in oh. Wendy's experience, a lot of the the relationships that her family has is they meet when they're young. Yes. And then they just commit to each other. Yes. Which is not too far off from some very conservative Christian circles of you meet your wife, the moment you start dating them, you court them, all that jazz, and, you know... It's not that uncommon in some circles for people to get married at like 19, 20, 21. 
Hey now. <laughs> to 23. Yeah, you were 23, so it's not as bad. How old were you? 21. I know, that's what I'm saying. But I could drink, so I feel like <laughs> with that caveat. That's the line. <laughs> I mean, we do frequently say that, like, if you can't drink at your own wedding, you should not be having a wedding. Mm. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> That's not a bad rule. <laughs> right. Hey, my parents are both 22, so, you know, you split the difference, 21, 23, you know, it all works. And that's exactly how old you are now, right? You just stayed at 23? No, I'm 29. Well, that's right. Sorry. I'm yeah. 29 forever. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, do you girls admit that probably the best scene in the whole episode is when they're at dinner and just Alan is seeing red flag after red flag and then uh, Eric walks in, is acting super suspicious and they're like, should we investigate that? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get that after this. Let me finish dinner, then I'll assess. (laughs) That is amusing. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, my favorite scene is always... Uh, so you might as well get into it now. They want you to steal the rolls. <laughs> yes! They want you to take the they rolls. They want you to take they the rolls. They want you to take the rolls! <laughs> At the prices they charge, they're, I'm surprised they don't take the silverware. At the prices they charge, they're lucky we don't take the silverware. <laughs> you know, I said that so many times in my head as I was walking in today, and I can't believe I botched that. Stupid. Uh, what the heck yeah. did you bring home? The, uh... How... <laughs> What do you guys think about that scene, Kelly? Let's start with you. I'm oh sure my gosh. I'll talk. We've already talked in depth about this scene, but what did you think about this scene, Kelly? Well, first of all, it was absolutely hilarious. And then yeah. it, it, oh my gosh. And the fact Amy's face was hilarious when she was just looking at her like, oh, you're so cute. And Alan's already realizing this is a problem. <laughs> like, it was really funny. She's a loon. But then when Brett, played the quote i caught like alan says what did you bring home <laughs> not who did you bring home? what did you bring home <laughs> what the heck did you bring home? right i appreciate amy's like red flag uh the turning point for her <laughs> is uh the wedding dress the wedding dress like maybe someday i'll get to wear it and honestly that probably would be my turnaround point too like Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) That was the greatest. Uh, So, Kelly, the whole uh, Corey having a daydream where he and uh, Wendy are married for... 90 years. Together for 90 years. The potato anniversary is the 90th. What did you think about this scene there, Kelly? Oh, my gosh, it was awesome. I think that... It's Ben Savage, right? <laughs> There's it's two of my, them. It's one of my favorite scenes. It is. He, especially for a kid, like he acted out that old man scene so <laughs> well. It was just incredible. Absolutely Corey, incredible. Is that you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they did. All of them did a fantastic job with that. It was so great. I I absolutely love that scene. Well, every time we go to a restaurant and there's rolls, rolls. The they want they, you to take the yeah, rolls. The moment we see the rolls, that's what we, we they want you to take the rolls. They I come mean, back. we even have like 
we even have Grayson say it oh, yeah. too. Like, yeah. <laughs> if he hears us say it, he'll quote it too. Oh, I love it. Oh, man. Well, I guess I'll ask you girls. I didn't think about this before, but have you ever had a dream interrupted by like someone in your real life all of a sudden being there and you going, you don't belong in this dream? Yeah, all the time. You. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you kind of walked into that one. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. I mean, does it count whenever I'm having a dream and then our kid, like, wakes me up? <laughs> sure. Right inches from away from my face. Mommy! <laughs> yeah. The, all the time. Have you, Tyler? What? Have you had a dream like that? Um, I feel like I've had dreams before where I probably start talking in the midst of my dream. And if Sarah's awake and she's responded to it, I think I've taken her responses into the dream, Understood. <laughs> which is always weird, but I don't know. I, there's never been a time where someone's trying to wake me up and all of a sudden that person is there. No. Yeah. That it's hasn't happened to me. I don't thing, think really. Right. But Feeney does look adorable in that waiter's uniform. <laughs> I bought these. <laughs> My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, this whole episode we're leading into Corey wants to break up with Wendy. He can't do it. Corey wants to break up with Wendy. can't do it. But Wendy, you know, I, I would say kind of stands up for herself. And once she knows that Corey lied to her, She's not going to just put up with it. Oh, she absolutely does stand up for herself. Like, she... I mean, okay, I'm going to be honest. I think the whole thing with her, uh, you lied to me, and that is a bit dramatic. But again, they're 13, so I... Right. Because, um, I mean, I know of at least one relationship where somebody... uh it is not us. It's a friend of ours, for real, uh, was texting another girl, and he thought he asked out the other girl, but uh, he really asked out his now wife. So, like, it's not that those lies can't pan out. No. But, uh, so, I mean, her response was definitely dramatic, but, like, if it's something that, does, that was a deal breaker for her or, you know, it made her feel like he didn't care, then yeah, she definitely did a good job being like, no, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I absolutely agree with you on that. Cause Corey got to the point where he just settled. Cause he thought that's what he would have to be for the rest of his life. Right. Like he gave no thought to, he only thought about how it would make her feel if they broke up. He didn't think about the consequences that it could present for himself. And she was or definitely, for her, or like. for her, yeah, she was definitely more mature um, in that instant. And it was funny how she switched really quickly from all about him to, whoa, no, absolutely not. I mean, she did write a poem that said, leave me and I'll die. I'll, I'll die. die. I mean, that's <laughs> definitely a fair thing to uh, be scared of. 
However, that should never be a reason to stay with someone. Oh, I agree completely. That's yes, right. eh? Yes. Yes. You never stay with somebody because they threaten to hurt themselves. Yes. Correct. The That's right. you know. <laughs> and if anyone needs to so, call about uh, that, 988-people. <laughs> I was saying, if anybody needs to call about that, if anyone is feeling right. like hurting themselves, 988. <laughs> uh, so just real quick, girls, just your hot take on um, if your teenage son was going to a salon to get his hair washed <laughs> by a grown woman, would you be OK with that? No, no. <laughs> OK, I figured Absolutely I just, I just wanted to get that, that on record of, of moms aren't OK with that. Um. Our hairdresser is uh, yeah. <laughs> your sister-in-law. <laughs> that's different. If if he went to someone that wasn't, but still. No, I would not be okay with it. It would make me very uncomfortable. That's what I thought, too. Mm-hmm. That's why we can move on. I just want to get the, the exact <laughs> PSA from the moms of you should not be getting your hair washed by a strange lady. Yeah, Especially no. someone who's going to be very rough with him. Especially daily. Yes. I know, right? I guess make <laughs> I can get as many haircuts as I want. And she was a little predatorial herself. So, yes. She's creepy. She's creepy. Very creepy. So, I guess, girls, um, we're we're going a little quick, but we promise you that you would not have to be here the whole time. Um, So, what do you think from this episode watching it, you've learned from this? I don't get my questions ahead of time, Tyler. I ask you this every, every episode. Time. I know, but we don't we think do, about what, it between the now and then. What's your like grade? then and now. What did Two you learn? Every time. What is your grade? And I have my grade. Sorry. Give us a second. I, we can't do our ours yet because that's gonna happen after this. That's okay. Just give us a second. Okay, so what's the what um, lesson did we learn from yes. this? So Brett, maybe we just need to just write out this is the the outline of the show. But why do you always have to ask us this question? What if I didn't learn anything? If you didn't then learn say you didn't anything, learn anything. Fine. Is there anything that <laughs> reinforced something in you? You went I I thought about this and it Reminded me of this, and I will remember this, and this is a good review. They want you to take the roles. (laughs) To be fair, I believe there's one episode Tyler and I both said we didn't learn anything from, so I think that's a very valid answer. Yeah, I mean, this one is just, it's, if I learned anything, it's just quotable. It's very quotable all the time. Yeah. Okay. There's, Watch out for the red flags. There's joy in the demise of a teenage relationship. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because they don't need to be Also, like, maybe 13. watch out for the red flags when your kid is getting his hair washed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah for also, us- teach your children to uh, not stay with somebody if they threaten to hurt themselves. There you go. Yeah. I knew all these things, but, you know. But it's a good thing to reinforce that yeah. because there could be someone listening that goes, oh, I haven't thought about that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's absolutely it. And uh, nothing that I learned, but something that was reinforced is that this show placed in the time it was written 
has women in very forward roles <laughs> where they yeah. are very aggressive and <laughs> aggressive <laughs> oh my gosh like some of eric's past girlfriends and then our washing hair Girls lady who want them and... to help that him with their hot tub because their parents are gone <laughs> yeah go home and get ugly <laughs> if you have any feelings for me you're gonna go home and get ugly <laughs> Like you said, Sarah, quotable all the way. <laughs> this episode is one of my favorites to quote. Yeah, and I did happen to notice, uh, ladies, that uh, Amy does play a nice trick on both Eric and her husband at the same time of having Alan be the bad guy and saying, if you don't get better grades, you're not going on trips and no girlfriends. And immediately he goes, Mommy. Well, she goes, How could you do this to, <laughs> to my, my baby? baby. <laughs> <laughs> it was your idea. Yeah. Uh, props to Amy on that, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That's an A plus mom move right there. Yeah, it is. Saving yep. face with the kid. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess we can do grades now because you said you already know yours. So what would you grade this? Oh, this episode is A plus. <laughs> Mine's an A as well. Very nice. I mean, it's clearly a very different take on the episode because the last time I was on, I had a... Nothing but negative things to say. Last couple, you've had nothing but negative things to say. It has definitely given Tyler and I lots of fodder. (laughs) Patriarchy. Misogyny. Well, you, the since, patriarchy. Okay, since neither the two of you listen, we have had a running joke where Brett will go, and your wife would say about this. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. We get the Sarah voice even when Sarah's not on. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, I also would like to take this time to publicly announce that I am sorry, Kelly, for disrupting your dogs a few nights ago. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. It just I was listening to the episode and I could definitely like hear after I did that little high pitch, like I immediately heard your dogs in a panic. He made a sound only dogs could hear. Yes. They thought Brett was getting eaten by something. I don't know. <laughs> it's fair. It was just funny because they were like, uh, we'll be right back. And I'm like, okay. And they're like gone for a while. I'm like, oh, they must be like really worked. <laughs> Problems with the dogs. <laughs> But our dog was unaffected. Yeah, he's just sitting there, just chilled out. Uh, I don't know. I just wondered if due to the frequency of it coming through, like, one of your headphones or whatever, if it just, like, triggered them. Very possible. It was just me singing, so he didn't hear it. Our dogs also have anxiety issues and need, like, some weed or something. I mean, our dog does, too. (laughs) CBD oil, my best friend. He has real bad separation anxiety. Our dogs need some edibles. The cat likes to go to his perch, so that doesn't help him. No, the cat won't socialize with him. Oh, that's no fun. (laughs) Okay, they do socialize, but then one of them will annoy the other one in that socializing. So they just attack each other. So it's it's truly like having two brothers in the house. It's like having a house full of boys and only (laughs) one female. (gasps) Sarah, what happened? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) only one. I would like to blame. We had a choice for one, and she chose the boy dog. (laughs) He was cute. 
Well, you can't complain. I was about to say I had no control over the children. Right. Wow. Right. That's true. That's all Tyler's fault. Yeah, that's all Tyler's fault. You know, you can't blame biology. I, I'll blame biology because I wanted girls and I got all boys. Listen, there are guys who would love to have boys. I understand All that. boys. Just one one. Just one one girl. I'm My all of grandpa it. wanted boys and he got all girls. Well, there's this thing called adoption, too. So just saying. I am very blessed to have the boys that I have and very happy. <laughs> I know you are. I'm just tired of somebody complaining about her being overrun with boys when half of it was it's her It's hard choosing. when there's testosterone everywhere. Okay. Well, Kelly, do you have any last thoughts about this episode or maybe our podcast as you've been so regularly listening to it of thoughts or anything? Um, your podcast rocks and I think that you guys need to... Find a way to reach out to the Boy Meets World cast, and that's what I said. Like, hey, we're 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 just starting out, but we absolutely love you guys. And I told Tyler yeah. to tweet the Pod Meets World on the boy on the Dad's Meet World account, like with yes, because people would at least see it. Yes, absolutely. We'll get our PR team on that. Yeah, you should, because I think I'll it'd be really meeting. fun. I was about to say, <laughs> that's you. <laughs> I mean, you guys have the sharks going on. It'd be kind of cool to... We Our shark shirts are coming. Yeah, I'm excited. That is so awesome. I mean, what a great opportunity. So this will officially drop after May is done. This Yes, this yep, is the second. first Friday in June. Yep. So if you're listening to this and you haven't ordered your shark shirt yet, you've missed out on a great opportunity. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe Brett will be kind and let it hang out for like one or two extra days. But after that, it's it's going to be gone. That's we'll right. See. But it's never too late to donate to Emma's Footprints. Yeah. Yes. Donate to Emma's Footprints. They're amazing people. Yep, well, we should be wrapped up with our sharks. At at the moment of this recording, we literally have six sharks out at six different houses. Nice! We have only been doing two, and then <laughs> tonight it was... It was a little chaotic. Let's put a bunch of them out. Oh my gosh. So Grayson was whining, are we done yet? <laughs> I bet. I bet. So let's hear your deep dives. People, 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 people. Am I the only one who read the summer reading list? All right, so let's talk welfare real quick. So the term welfare refers to a range of government programs that provide financial and other aid to individuals or groups who cannot support themselves. Welfare programs are typically funded by taxpayers and owned allow people to cope with financial stresses during rough periods of their lives. You know, different programs can are short-term programs. They're, they're designed specifically for specific types of people with specific types of economic struggles, which is why, you know, someone could be on welfare for quite some time, but not everyone is able to be on it that long. So it's just a matter of what the needs are for your family and how long you need to be on it. 
I thought it was interesting the name Manel for this, uh, or Manels is what they were referring to, this uh, random little old people, senior citizen, early bird special restaurant that they're having. I'm assuming in Philadelphia, this would be considered a breakfast joint with it having the early bird special, what it is, actually comes from a writer and producer of Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World from Jeff Manel is credited with being a part of almost every single story of Boy Meets World on some level. So I'm assuming he was a pretty high up writer on the show. All right. So something that bugged me in this episode is there is a random bench that just kind of comes out of nowhere. So I looked up a little thing about bench. So basically, a bench is a long seat that may be fastened, fixed to a wall, or placed against the wall. Paneled benches are u- were, were used by the Romans, and they're the most common form of seating in the medieval hall at the time when the chairs were a uh, rare luxury reserved for those with higher statuses. And benches uh, were not only used as seats, but normally a wide enough to use uh, for sleeping or eating forms. Benches retained their popularity as it fitted seats in window alcoves, but in the 16th century, they lost favor as a freestanding pieces of furniture where chairs became more widely used and upholstery started to uh, really climb also as well. These are 10 reasons why breaking up is so hard to do. Number one, fear of being alone, attachment, guilt, dependency, uncertainty about the future, lack of self-esteem, hope for the future, the pull of unhealthy love, financial dependence, and social pressure. Honestly, Corey felt a lot of these things and somehow even including the financial uh, dependence. Last thing I want to talk about though is racquetball. Uh, racquetball is a racket sport and it's a team sport played with a hollow rubber ball, indoor or outdoor court. It was invented by Joseph Subic in the 1950s, adding a st- stringed racket, racket paddled ball in order to increase the velocity and control. Unlike most racket sports, such as tennis or badminton, there is no net to hit the ball over. And unlike squash, no tin or out-of-bound area. Essentially, basically, from my understanding in general, is racquetball, mostly indoors, is you go into this, oh, this basically your own little room, and the goal is hit the ball against the wall. The guy you're playing against has to hit the ball back to you, and if it goes past you, it's a point for that person. Squash is not that far off of what racquetball is, as it mentions it in here. And so for Feeney to potentially be good at racquetball after being good at squash, it's not that uncommon. <laughs> I just love the fact that Feeney got one over on uh, our friend, Mr. Turner. So, Tyler, why don't we talk about what we learned? You know anything about the Odyssey? Huh? Did I say you could talk? I didn't teach you that. My friend, Mr. Matthews, will lead the discussion. Do I have to draw you a picture? Well, what did we learn from breaking up is really, really hard to do. Well, uh, for me, uh, I take a lot of learning from the parental aspect because you've got Corey and Eric both with their own adventures this week of completely different aspects. And mm-hmm. as a dad, you're going to have kids that are having their own experiences, their own adventures week to week. And Alan Alan makes a great assessment at dinner when Eric walks in having his 
meltdown. And he tells Amy when she asks, how bad is it? Let me finish dinner and then I'll assess. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my kids well enough at this point that sometimes I know when I need to jump in right away. And sometimes I can hang back a little bit and observe. And sometimes I need to be ready to dive in and when Alan saw the red flags with Corey, he was right there with him, pulling him out and onto the out the door to talk, and then call that family meeting right there. <laughs> so, so you know, my my lesson is just to reinforce that to remember when to to always be observant for the red flags, but to also remember when to to sit back a little bit and when to dive in. So, Tyler, uh, what did you learn this week? Well, this week, I think it just kind of reinforced for me mostly of you need to be upfront about stuff. Um, be upfront about, you know, expectations of your child, of what you expect of them for schooling and mm-hmm. expectations uh, for younger people of uh, the type of relationship you're going to have when you're dating, whether it be in middle school or high school or college or, you know, even you know, in, in a husband-wife relationship, marriage, and, you know, being clear of what expectations really are. You know, if, you, if you're if you expecting for someone to do the dishes every single day, well, unless you communicate that, that person won't know. You know, uh, it's always funny because we'll, we'll get into little spats every now and then about the way that the other one does cleaning or does uh, certain chores, and... Both of us at points that they just go, well, it's getting done and I'm not the one doing it. So I'm not going to put my two cents <laughs> in here. But yeah, it's just communicating. And I think Amy and Alan do do a good job of communicating. And I just think it takes Amy a little bit longer to uh, be willing to accept the fact that Wendy is not a good influence for Corey. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard sometimes to distinguish of, is this actually a good voice for my child or not? So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, make sure we're communicating and we're being upfront about stuff. All right. Expectations. Good deal. So Tyler, what would you grade breaking up is really, really hard to do. (sighs) Okay. So here's the problem I now have. (laughs) The whole Dominique situation really bothers me. Not in a storyline aspect. It's just as a dad, I'm like, can I endorse it? Can I give this episode an A plus knowing how much this thing bothered me? It's the ick factor. (laughs) It it, it is. And I, again, it has nothing to do with the actors. It has nothing to do with even the storyline. It's just how it's sitting with me as as a dad right now. Mm -hmm. And as much as I love this this episode, honestly, it probably could easily be in my top 10. I I don't know. But I guess I'm going to have to move this sucker to like an A minus. I can't give it an A plus. I I want to. I really do. I think my whole life I would have given it an A plus, but now being a dad, that little bit just bothers me. It's still an A, you know, 
still going to be a good grade, but mm -hmm. I just I can't give it an A plus. Yeah, and honestly, that is the biggest reason why I stuck an A minus on for myself as well. Is is the Dominique factor? Every, I mean, everyone else did did what they needed to do. Uh, everyone else learned what they needed to learn. Everyone else was on point for their characterization. It's an enjoyable episode. It's just Dominique. It's just a little too much ick. Yeah, and the, I don't think the actress did anything wrong. It just came down to how that episode made me feel. Exactly. And that part did not make me feel good. Yes. As a dad. <laughs> a little too much to endorse for a perfect grade. <laughs> right. Uh, again, great episode. It's incredible. It's yes. probably one I'll use, but good golly. Yes. They want you to take the rules. So I missed the perfect cue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I can't well, that do that. an episode of Dad's Meat World. You owe me a dad joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs> Fine. I'll go classic real quick, all right? <laughs> all right. What did the fish say when it hit the wall? Ouch. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> And that, dear, dear good-looking people, has been an episode of Dad's Meat World. I want to thank our special guests, our, our lovely wives, once again, for coming on to the show. That's right. Uh, we cannot do this podcast without you. You make our lives so much better. And also, we appreciate you coming in, even though we tell you every single time exactly what we're going to do, and then you don't pay attention. But <laughs> that's okay. We love you anyway. <laughs> Nothing like thanking them and then berating them. <laughs> no, no, I'm not berating. I'm just, they're not going to hear this part. I love them. I, these are two of the most important women in my life, Brett, but good Lord, they're never going to hear this part. <laughs> never make it to this part. And good-looking yes. people at home, you can definitely reach us at uh, our social media channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at World. Check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at World, And drop us an email at dazmeatworld at gmail.com. I've been Brett. This has been Tyler. And until next time, I'll see you good-looking you good looking you can find dad's meat world on facebook twitter and probably a few other places just by searching for dad's meat world dad's meat world is a production of head first studios head first studios tell your story Ready for some deep dives? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> Can you do me a favor and turn Kelly up just a little bit more? Yeah, because I'm awesome. So How's turn me go? up. Thank you. Sorry, I'm just realizing I don't have my laptop ready. <laughs> You're a funny guy. <laughs> what a chump. <laughs> There we go. Oh, baby! <laughs> <laughs>
All righty. Are you ready now? I'm ready. I so. was born ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, we start off in Chubby's, Brett. Oh, well, well, hold on. Don't you want like the synopsis and everything? Well, yeah, you could have given that to me earlier. I thought you already <laughs> gave it to me, Brett. <laughs> well, I was waiting for you to set all that up so we could do right, go right into it. All right. Why don't you hit us with that synopsis? So we start off at Chubby's. <laughs> Brett, I quitteth. Now. <laughs> oh, there we go. Sorry. Stan was acting funky. But did we don't know the words, but I know the song. That's not helpful. Why don't we get into our special guests and hear what the moms had to say about our time with breaking up is really, really hard to do. Yes. Let's. Ba-dum, bum, bum. 